You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. This, this past week has been one of the most traumatic and trying times for Am Yisrael in the last two generations. How should we respond? What can we do to help in this time of crisis? We are not all soldiers in the Israeli army, and yet we too want to take part in the physical and spiritual fight for salvation against our enemies. Um, in this short piece, we've compiled some sources exploring our emergency spiritual arsenal, including tshuva, Torah study, and joining together in unity with the rest of the Jewish people. And therefore, what we have here is a com- very much a incomplete amount of material, but something which we can work with. Rambam and Hilkas Tainus. And this, this, the, the Rambam uh, is very clear, his Ishita, that one should not assign things to circumstance, political, or just the bad choices that human beings took. He believes that when events occur, we have to see the hand of God. And if we don't see the hand of God, we are turning the world into a cruel, terrible place. We also are denying God's messages. And again, even someone, the the strict rationalist of the Rambam, says that you can't just let events happen, even though you're going to have scientific or geopolitical explanations. You can't let those explanations blind you from the fact that we are the people of God and that God speaks to us through these events and is telling us messages. Let's see what the Raman writes. Raman says, Now, seemingly, all it is is a mitzvah to do something physical, like blow the trumpets and get everybody towards a meeting place. But the Rambam says, it's, it's, In other words, Tsar Hatzorer is, yes, an enemy, like Hamas. But anything that is, it might be um, an economic situation that has now caused a shortage. There might be a plague. There might be Arba. Zoku in Veheriu. You need to cry about it. In other words, you need to blow the shofar as a way to begin a process of appeal to God. We are that way. We we can't just walk into shul and say, give a clap on the bima, and we're going to uh, say tillin. There has to be something special. There has to be something that moves our senses in a way that we're not used to. And the Ram says in Halacha Beis, "Zemidarke atshuva shebezman shetavot tsaro biyazaku aleha biyariu yedu akol shebegal maiseim aroyim huralehen." When you do this dramatic act, people will talk among themselves, and they say this is a call for going to the Beit Knesset, going to be mitzpalil, appealing to God, appealing to God because. We've done something wrong. Um, As you can see, the English translates, this realization causes the removal. 
So realizing, and which really is, of course, built on recognizing what it is, recognizing that our Averos have caused this to happen, is what will cause the removal of the difficulty. If we don't do that, right, we need to, we need to recognize. And we need to be therefore able to speak to God and say to him that we recognize that we did this wrong, we are going to change. Um, we recognize that because of this, you've unleashed the following. And this, of course, has led in our times in the last couple of weeks to many people, you know, sort of acting like an oracle and deciding what it was that caused. But and 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 again, we 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 can we can argue as to whether they are correct or not. We can argue as to whether they have actually uh, been able to uh, to be to be accurate as far as this goes. Um, but there is a mitzvah to do that. Now, the Rambam says, when he talks about different types of tzoros, where do we have a situation where the people who hate us generate tzoros? And you can see, goyim have come to wage war, or to somehow impose upon us taxes. Or let's say they want to annex part of our land. Or they want to somehow intrude into our religious life. Even if the mitzvah is, okay, uh, everybody has to stop lighting Shabbos candles. Okay, it's a mitzvah, it's a nice mitzvah, it's mitzvah Rabbonon, and bring Shalom Bayis. But if they decide that they are zeroing in on this as a Jewish mitzvah, we have to fast, and we have to do trua ad sheirachmu. In other words, a tshuva process, like the Mishnah and Taina speaks about, where, where uh, it goes through a various process about of, of the lack of rain, until we have rachmonos. I have not heard about days of fasting being proclaimed. Maybe there are tzaddikim who are fasting. Uh, uh, they they did proclaim a fast. Uh, uh, I think last week they did a public. Fast. They did a they did a fast. Yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe it was because it was erev erev rishchodesh. Yes, yes, it was appropriate. Yeah, an erev rishchodesh. Um, yes. So, and as you can see. Um, the Surba editors write that these halachos pertain to all of us. Although today fasting is generally not encouraged on a widespread scale, crying out to Hashem, and I, again, you have to wonder why, crying out to Hashem and repentance are certainly appropriate. Now, the um, they mention the fact that in the Ace Tzara, again, I, you know, there's a, a, a question whether Tfilah is Minatora or not. Um, the Ramban, who understood Tfilah as well as anyone, um, opines that Tfilah is only rabbinic. 
It's a chesed. But it's not a chiyuv to daven once a day. There's no chiyuv to daven. Davening is, is, is there for you. Davening is a reality. Um, the Aruch HaShulchan, when he was um, trying to explain this Ramban, said that, I don't think it's really in the words of the Ramban, but he said, Tefillah is bigger than a, a, you know, it's bigger than a mitzvah. It's not like a command to do. In other words, the Rambam turns Tefillah into a sort of a robotic demand. You must have it once a day at least. The Ramban, the way the Rachel explains him, feels that Tefillah is is almost bigger than than any specific mitzvah. It's it is it is the idea that we speak to God. It's the idea that we have a connection to God and that we recognize how God is in our life. It's not like the mitzvah. Okay, now you have a mitzvah of shaking a luluv because it's the fifteenth day of Tishrei, or now you have this mitzvah of of uh, specific mitzvah of putting tzitzis on the beged uh, when you have four corners. Tefillah is bigger than a specific command. It is, it's, it's the fabric of our relationship to God. It's, it, it, it means you, we, we live with God as a reality in our life. However, um, that's the Rachel take on the Ramban. I'm not sure if the Ramban means that, but it's a beautiful way to understand it. The Ramban definitely disagrees with the Rambam about Tefillah being a mitzvah. And as you can see, he, he suggests that maybe it could be a mitzvah, though, when, O Lomar, it's possible that the word avoda, shenilmud Torah, v'shenispalo elov be'es hatsoros. So it's interesting that either he feels it's only an asmachta, and the Rambam has, has um, the Rambam has, um, blown it up to something more than it should be. Or we're going to say that Minatora, this drasha that says Laovdo Zu Talmud Davarachar Zu Tfila is Be'es Hatsoros. Meaning that Be'es Tsora, learning and davening become Minatora. So this Ramban actually not only is Machadesh that Tfila Be'es Tzara is Menat Torah, but also learning Be'es Tzara is Menat Torah. Turning to the Talmud, turning to learning, turning to deep, real, intense learning, Talmud, is Menat Torah Be'es Tzara. Because during that period of tsara, that's when this you become an Evid. Now, there's when things are going well, the idea that you robotically just say these tfilot doesn't indicate the stance of an Evid. But where everything starts to shatter and the world seems to come apart and you have this sorrow, and what you do is not take up a gun 
but you actually or take fortifications, but at least along with that, you go and you turn to God. So now that's an Evid. That that shows you that you're like It's like the Evid who can't won't be getting his lunch, won't get anything without God. Yes, I turn to you because now it's a time of Torah where I, it looks like everything's going to be taken away from me. So if I daven to you now, I have now fulfilled avoda, and that's where he now agrees with that Rambam about baharaosim bechatzotros. The Rambam says whenever you have b'shas, in other words, the Rambam holds that avoda is something that's constant, even during a period of. Of, of good fortune during a period when uh, there aren't issues, then you you, def, you still have avoda. You still go through the idea, like the pasuk and mishpatim says uh, about uh, that it's it's about uh, having your lechem and mayim, which is done every day. That's the type of avoda that you that you involve yourself in. The Ramban says that to him is a schus that we have to be able to talk to him always, every single day, that, that God's part of our life. But Bishas Tzara, then it becomes an act of avoda, and then it's similar to the Rambam's own uh, codification of Chatzotzros, which the Ramban agrees with, which which is where you have to actually take the, the trumpets and and generate a mass movement towards tefillah. So this Ramban, again, aligns with the Rambam and, and, and I think also clarifies a little bit about the Machlokas between them as far as tefillah. So let's take a look at um, Chazal and the Psukim from the Torah. In right, which is the positive, Right? This is what we want. Right? That people are not worried when they're falling asleep. They're not worried that there's going to be air, sirens. Um, that there won't be a cherev. And again, the idea of a, of a, of a, of a sword wielded by uh, a, a murderer intent on beheading your children. And although there will be enemies, we will have very strong control in them. We will win the wars when they do start up with us. So what creates that type of sense of security? It's not not a utopia. We still have enemies, but they lose all the time. That is... Rashi quotes the Tyrus Kaihanim. Says, So, what is this? This is this hope. So, it sounds like that one of the prerequisites is intense Torah study. Now, of course, this is before the Tzara happens. 
In other words, before the term, if you want to create nirvana, you want to create a situation where where we are in control, there needs to be, and we've talked about this before, where we talked about Lima Talmud Torah, the, the Kovel system, but there needs to be, even if you're not in Kovel, there needs to be, as you can see the translation, toiling and success. means carefully know what's an Avera and what's not, and making sure that you live and do the mitzvah properly. So what now chukim we know are usually laws that don't have a, a rationale. That's another interpretation of chok. Like God hews it from the word chok chokakti. It's like God has chiseled it out, and it's not like it it comes logically from your mind. It's like oh, I saw it hewed in stone. I should follow it. But if that's what it means, then then, you know, Chazal didn't necessarily feel that that, first of all, isn't that really part of following mitzvahs? And also, why is that called teleichu? So this is the reason why Chazal have this idea that it's not literally walking, but basically what it is, is um, accepting premises and principles of study that before you start it, they seem like, well, I'm, that's not what I would have thought. In other words, to, to be a Torah, a toiler in Torah and a learner in Torah, you need to really enter into the hallowed halls and accept chukim, accept almost principles of study and understanding. And then even though they are sort of foreign to you, sometimes illogical or counterintuitive, they have to become what you align yourself with, that you actually walk with them, you actually start to swim with them, they actually become what you think about, and you start adapting methodology and principles that aren't necessarily um, germane or, or, or intuitive. That's what learning is. Again, you, 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 whether it's learning about air traffic control, whether it's learning about astrophysics, again, you, you, you take ideas that, that are far, that didn't necessarily spawn from the person's experience, but he needs to sort of like absorb it, understand it, and then he walks with them, so to speak. And that's where Chazal come up with the idea that it's a melus patora. Because that's really the difficulty of learning, which is when it's not necessarily your first, uh, like we could say, a musko rishon. It's not your first thought about something, and yet you're going to work with this principle and, 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 and examine it using logical technique. But that is Amelus Petorah. And incredibly, Chazal say that if you have that going on, you create this environment. A, um, you know, starting to you know, uh, encourage the troops or get the troops ready. The Pasuk says, 
ויהי ביוסי שוב ביריחו, ויהי שאינה ויער, והנה איש עומד לנגדו, אחר ושלופה ביודו. ישועה looked up, and he saw that there was a man who had a drawn sword. And Yeshua asked him, Who are you with? And he said, I'm not part of Yisrael. I'm not here to fight for the eye. I'm from God. And then Yeshua falls on his face. He prostrates himself in front of the Malach. And he says, What are you trying to say to me? Now, according to the Gemara Megillah, the Malach was coming to him to kill him. Why? Let's find out. The Gemara says, In other words, you have a Mishkan. And because of this war managing that you were doing, you allowed the carbon tumid not to be brought. And now, you've been sitting there with the soldiers. What have you been doing? You've been sitting with the soldiers. You're not learning. You are the most gifted person in a way. Maybe not the most brilliant, but you have the best traditions from Moshe Rabbeinu. Why aren't you studying Torah? So Yeshua said to him, okay, I, I guess I, I have been negligent, but why do you have this sword drawn? Why, indicating that, 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 there's a, uh, that I, as a leader, and our people have done something wrong. What have I done wrong? Which one are you here for? Meaning the one that's happening right now. The one that you could be doing now. The very next passage says, Vayolon Yoshua Balaivahu. That Yeshua stayed that night, slept that night, Betoch Haemek. Amar of Yochanan, what does that mean? He, he was in the valley. Melamed Shalon Baimkoi Shalhalocha. So even though clearly a new battle strategy had to be perhaps articulated, the Malach is saying, Yoshua, you need to be learning. I can tell you, as someone who wasn't involved in any battle, how hard it is during a time of war to think in deep in learning. But that that's what Yeshua did. I'm sure he gave the commands that were necessary for the battle in a brief fashion. But then Yeshua, instead of getting a good night's sleep, according to the Gemara, he stayed that night, he was... He was staying That's what it is. When you're in the midst of something, it's like I'm in the middle of, of, of trying to figure it out. The Amkus of Halacha. And as the, our friends at uh, Tzurba say, he did it not just as himself, they assume that he did it with with others. He gave a sheer, a deep halachic sheer. 
and again, one can say, well, this, of course, is the rabbinical perspective on things. The rabbinical perspective, not the Bar Kochba perspective, the rabbinical perspective um, that turns Yeshua, the great student of Moshe Rabbeinu. Um, and it is a little bit innocuous. Um, but still, again, we are talking about not a regular person. We're talking about someone who, who witnessed miracles for 40 straight years. Someone who was who had gone into Eretz Yisrael, who had, who had stood up to the other Maraglim, um, someone who was you know, one of the greatest of, of, of our history. So this, this, this model of studying Torah during this time. So again, maybe we can't expect our generals to be Yoshua ben but at least we can see from Hazal's interpretation that as a battle approaches, there needs to at least be the continu- continuity of real intense Torah study. The, uh, the Gemara and Sota is quoted on Tav Chafalif from Menachem Rav Yossi. Kiner um, Mitzvah v'Torah Or. The mitzvah is an air, the Torah is or. In other words, the mitzvah is is the physical basis. It's like a candle that the or can now exist from the fact that the mitzvahs are being done. But the mitzvah is the is the candle, the oil, the base, and the Torah is the light, is the flame. And we know the nair has to do with how how strong your base is, how long the wick is, how much oil is there. A mitzvah is like neros, like the nair. For a while, it'll burn. But the Torah, when you're able to get it, is is beyond. Um, the Torah is beyond. The Torah is 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 or. When you when you are able to learn Torah, you've somehow pierced into something ethereal and yet real and powerful. And or, of course, is something that the sun generates. Or is a concept, an idea that lives beyond there. And therefore, the, if you are a person who studies Torah, the Torah gives you a protection forever. Af Torah Megina Olam. And it quotes the Pasuk that we say, of course, at every Siyam. What is that? Torah is with you in this world, like we saw. It guides you. In death, a person who learns Torah, somehow, whatever the, the throes and difficulties of death, Torah is still somehow part of that persona when you wake when you wake with 
that'll be what you're talking about. You'll be talking about Torah, the Torah that you learn, the Torah that that are. It, it, it's, it's eternal, and it's and, and it's 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 infinite, and therefore it's part of you. And in a way, that's what when when we do come back, so, so to speak, when we when we when we reveal the part of us that was infinite, the soul, the soul will be speaking the Torah that it was studying in its lifetime. And that's why it, it is it has, it has great power. So Rabbi Yosef, who understood what Torah was, Rabbi Yosef, who 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 was was the Torah made him. The Torah gave him his 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 status. And when he when his mind started to somehow betray him, uh, the, the the his students tried to to push him back to those to those precious pieces of Torah that were still part of his memory, Rabbi Yosef said, a mitzvah, when you're doing the mitzvah, it can protect you, it can save you, but when you're not doing the mitzvah, it might, it might prevent a misfortune from happening to you. There's still a possibility that some weird Yetzirah could get a hold of you and somehow push you out. But Torah is different. Torah, even when you're not studying it, once you have tasted that, once you have been a conduit, a vehicle, for the understanding and perhaps even the novel creativity in Torah. So then, even when you haven't learned it, even when you're not learning it, you learned it in the past, you are like a, it, it still carries a, a power within you. That's what Rabbi Yosef says. R- uh, Rava disagreed. Rava said that if you're not studying Torah, it can't save you from the Yitzhara. Um But Rabbi Yosef, this Rabbi Yosef felt Torah, even when you're not studying it, it has it, it wraps you in a cocoon of protection. It would seem that's a protection, perhaps, as is being implied here, from even enemies that, with their terrible free will, are coming to attack us. Things of Elio Anavi. Let's see what it says. Even Shalomidas Atorah, Harezem Mevi Tovah Olam. If a person learns Torah, the world gets better. And being able to be a person who studies Torah means then you have the right to be mispalled to God. And this fits in according to what the Ramban said as well when he mm-hmm. talked about turning to God based Torah with Torah and Tfilah. According to this Tanda Beilio, one might be the spring for the other. In other words, Torah purifies you. Torah allows you to be a different type of person, and then you are then able to, then you're able at that point to have the right to pray to God. But you need the Torah, and once you, if you have that, then you can 
ask God for his mercy. And you can bring motor to the world, even if perhaps the the the, uh, the weather people, the meteorologists are saying it doesn't seem that rain is in the forecast. Somehow, Torah allows you to make that type of feel like Rabbi Kiva did. Kolzman If we are learning Torah, and not just doing mitzvahs, but learning Torah, again, the idea of being osek b'Torah, involving ourselves intensely in Torah, then God, God turns to them, Mishkaf. Mishkaf is a hashkofa. Hashkof is always Lebrocha. Isn't truth growing from the ground? That's people learning Torah. People learning Torah, taking these principles that seem to be foreign and bonding with them, becoming one with them. And then figuring things out with our own logical deductive abilities is growing it from the ground. And again, I, I would add to this the layer based on the Balatanya that when something grows, it needs to first deteriorate like a seed many times. And it appears like it's it's lost, but then what happens is is that um, <coughs> it can then resurge, and then it becomes something. titzmach. You have to sometimes break yourself down intellectually and and and, and work, and then it sort of grows out from the ground. That's Torah thinking. <laughs> And then God gives tzedek um, from heaven. He expects Eretz emes from us. I mean, as the as, as the Kotzker said, you know, the emes is something that we create. Emes meeretz titzmach. It's a truth that is nuanced and subtle. And that's really what Torah learning always is. And that's, again, indicating how crucial Torah learning is to protection and for God's good graces. Um, in other words, means we could we are not defeated. We're still standing. The enemy is dead. What was it? The base is because of, because of your gates, Yerushalayim. The, what was the gates of Yerushalayim? Yerushalayim is not. Might might and might be a closed city, 
but it's not a fortified city. It's not a city of warriors. It's a city of Torah. It's the gates, the gates where the Sanhedrin was, the gates where the leaders were figuring things out. We were able to withstand and stand on the battlefield because Shari Yerushalayim Shiyoiz can be Torah. And that, of course, is why you know, it was so crucial to, to keep the yeshivas, to have them learning, um, and for all of us, really, individually, to, to strengthen ourselves as much as we can. You know, Shlomo Zalman Orabach uh, was, in his later year, again, he was the Rav in the Shiva in Koltaira, and he would talk about the period of 1948 and uh, the war that was, that was, that took many, many months. And he said, look, I, you know, you know, I, I understand that um, it's difficult to, to not be interested. Okay. So once a day, once a day you hear something and then the rest of the day, okay, you get, you get the, you get the um, summary of the news and go and learn. That is what Hashem Zalman felt was he was capable of, and of course, others can be too. You can't turn yourself into an ostrich completely, especially if the news is crucial to knowing whether you should evacuate or something like that. Of course, that that you will know. But Hashem Zalman said, some so many times, elements in the war are, 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 are piecemeal, and if you if you stick your head into it, you're never going to get out of it. Um, Again, if you, if you read all the opinions and all the talking heads, and you know you, you try to listen to all the podcasts, so you're never you're not, not going to learn. And again, it, it is crucial if you have that capability. And even if you're not a professional learner, to make sure that your stardom are still kept. Pasuk and Yirmiyah says, "Se Pizura Yisrael, we're a lamb that we're just all over the place." Ma, why are we like a lamb? Nimshri Yisrael is said, "Ma se hazeh leke arisha yebecha meavora v'kolivora v'markishim." A says very fragile. It's not like a big tough animal. It's still growing. It's still an infant in a way. So if you hit its head or you hit one of its hands, the pain reverberates through the whole body. We all feel the chet, yavera. We're all, we're still very much a, 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 a sort of an immature being still growing. And a problem with one is something that is felt throughout the whole body of Klal Yisrael. That's what Chizkiah taught. Tani Reb Shem Ben Yochai, Moshe Lebnei Odom, Shoyoshem Vesvina. It's like we're in a boat. Not Lecha Ben Mekadeach V'yitchil Kodeach Tachta. So if one person takes, uh, he says, a hammer or a drill, and he starts drilling on the bottom of the boat, 
Omer will chaver of mata yoshev osa. What are you doing over there? Omer we machpat lev. I'm, this is my spot. My spot. I can drill a hole. Everyone's Avera connects to everybody else. Rishon Salanter said that, you know, famously said that when in the yeshiva, uh, the Bokram starts speaking Lashonara, a non-religious Jew in Paris takes a cigarette out of his case and lights up on Shabbos. Averus, we are all interconnected, and we have to realize that how how fragile we are. Whatever the number is, we whatever fourteen million, eighteen million, whatever the number of Jews in the world, we are like the Seb Pazura Yisrael. However, the Medrash says Medrash Tanhuma and Shoftim gives us a little bit of the the flip side of that. Which is, Bisman Shisro Oisen Chabura Achas, a few avoda Zora Beneem, a Midasinogas Behem. There's an idea of how we can become one unit. If we can somehow do this, then Midas Hadin is not as, doesn't hurt us as much. In other words, if we are against each other, we are still connected whether we like it or not. But if we own up to the reality of how connected we are, and we start seeing positivity in the other, so even though there are Averos that should bring down the Midas Adin, the Midas Adin is neutralized by that. So that's sort of like a it's, it's, it's paradox. The, everybody in the Sfina thinks they have their spot. They don't realize that it's all one boat. When we recognize that it's all one boat and how interconnected we are, somehow that itself, that recognition itself, is a protection. It's a right. Asher nitsua ha'oivim Defeating the enemies, totally bioser bis achtes Yisrael. We can only beat our enemies if we have achtes. Shaoz heim nechshavim mekaimi kol ramach mitzvahs asay. Because then, even though many of the people on the battlefield aren't fulfilling mitzvahs, but because of their sense of connectivity to the Talmud Chachamim and the Rabbanim and the Kohanim. Every every person is as if he's doing all of them. And therefore, what we have is like one unit. We become through everyone together the idea of Adamarishon, where we have the image of God. Svasemis writing about Purim says, Al Yideya Sina Sha'ova Al Dadtam Amim La Abdam. The fact that Haman's Zera, that's all question in the scholarly 
works, were they all Amalekim or not? All the the people the who in every single Medina that was ready to to eliminate to cause genocide for the Jewish people, were they Amalekim? Were they all from Amalek? But they all shared something. They 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 felt a hatred to this people that they felt they that needed to be exterminated. So that sinna that we comprehended was out there, that incredible what we would call today global anti Semitism. In that anti-Semitism that was so global, that was the Yeshua. Because we recognized that we are not going to curry any favor. That that the non-Jewish world, the liberal world, when, when we see the type of reactions they have, the conclusions they jump to, the the equations that they make the, the 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 we know that it's fueled by hatred that allows us to bond and realize that we are all no matter what station we are we are hated the point of extermination and that's what Esther tried to tap into Kenos Koa Yehudim. Get them all together. Let them realize that they're all sharing a common hatred. And in fact, even before they went out to war, just the readiness, the spiru decor of of Nikahalu Omar al Nafsham, just the fact that they were all together recognizing a, a commonality is itself the Yeshua. That's why the mitzvah of Kriyasa Megillah, which is meant to be done by Rabbim, even though we can read it by Yochid, but it's, a, it's, it's with Reivam Hadras Melech, because it's the coming together of a great group that is the Yeshua. Yes, yes, on the battlefield they killed Abel. But it was the what precedes it that was already the Yeshua was there in the first place. The good news from what is being happening in Eretz Yisrael and throughout the world. Um, every day there is reportage which is troubling. I think some of these sources which are open to you uh, can be further deepened in order to stave off that type of panic and really bring us to the to to a a, a sense of commonality. The the Sfina will get will come to port and hopefully that, that port will be one that is um, the entranceway uh, to a great and glorious future. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. 
Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 